Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman, and I am going to be joined by professional better Simon Hunter, my companion, my BFF. Really, he's become a very good friend over the past few months. Uh, folks, the world nearly, nearly spun completely off its axis this past weekend. It sent us into a tilt. Simon, you'll remember this. It sent us into a tilt that forced professional better Simon Hunter to go to bed very early on Saturday night. That's what he texted me. And it forced me to text Simon one word on Sunday afternoon. Disgusting. My friend, Simon, do you know what I'm talking about? Can you recall the very two specific instances that I'm talking about? I don't remember the first one. I know the second one's definitely about the Chiefs one because we were both just like, like that was 19 to three. We were both cruising. And then when he went down, I think that's when you, det- you texted him disgusting. I was just like, that's, that's football, man. It's, it's a dirty sport. Dudes get hurt. Yeah, like that Chiefs game, you know, was definitely frustrating because we were loving the Chiefs at minus 10. And then the game started moving in the opposite direction. And I do want to talk about that. I want to remind everybody that we made five picks uh, and that Simon Hunter, the professional better, has joined me on the podcast every single week. All season long, we made five picks in the DraftKings Pro Football Pick'em National Championship. We came in 24th overall. We pocketed $4,200. But we are still making bets, five picks every week. We did it last weekend. We will break that down in more detail. First, a reminder, and I will announce the winner at the end of the show, but we are bringing back the cash-fueled phrase that pays contest. Lucky listener gets $100 for every game we win each week, and we are giving an equal amount to the charity of the winner's choice. Last week's winner donated all of their winnings to the Juvenile Diabetes Foundation, JDF. I'm going to tweet about that. I want people to check it out. To be eligible, go follow at the favorites pod and then tag us using the phrase, Simon says, stand back up. Simon says, stand back up. Tag at the favorites pod, follow the favorites pod. Matt Mitchell will sift through the submissions and randomly choose it. You will win the money. Everything we discuss, every pick we make, all the data, it's in the Action Network app. It's free, it's award-winning. Go download it. I'll remind everybody, Simon, last week we chose Rams, Packers, under. We chose Ravens, Bills, under. Bills minus one in the first half. Mm. Chiefs minus eight. Bucks plus three, three and a half, whatever it was. We went two and three. It was the Bills minus one in the first half that actually – when I texted you that, I said, is it too much to ask that Justin Tucker miss his third field goal in the first Oh, half? yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that was on me. Uh, I should have just stuck it to you and just said, no, I love the Bills here. Because it was funny last week, um, speaking of trolls, I, I, I had a, some, some dude on Twitter where I blocked, but I saw a Matt Mitchell reply to him or whoever did on the favorites thing. It was like a thread of like, 10 messages on Twitter, but they're all blocked to me. So I clicked on it. It was this dude who I blocked forever ago. And he's like, says he's a diehard fan of the show. I'm not going to say his name because I'm not going to give him that uh, recognition. He didn't believe me that I cashed out. Like I would lie. 
uh, lie on this show to impress the fans about $4,200. So I had, I sent a picture of the check to the kid just to shut him up. It was just like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. I made up that I cashed out, but yeah, it was tough, man. We went two and three. Uh, when me and Matt Mitchell, you left the show to go make a conference call at two 30, which is a staple of Chad. Just anytime Chad has to do something like he's like, yeah, I got to go make a call. There's no call, Chad. You just, you just don't want to get off. By the uh, way, by the way, throughout my life, I am known in the middle of any conversation to be like, I got to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You got other things going on. So me and him both laughed at you for about 10 minutes about how stupid you were for liking the Ravens last week. And I basically said to him, I'm loading up on the bill, especially the fact that you said you loved the Ravens. I said, we're loading up on it. So that was pretty hilarious when it came through. And I was just like, this man is so cursed. But oh, my God, because yeah. the Ravens, the Ravens so had so many chances to win that game. But I, I did feel like the Bills in the first half and you could have overruled me. Uh, the Bills in the first half yeah. ended up obviously being the right side. But we ended up taking the under. We could agree on the under. And by the way, you and Matt Mitchell might have been the only sort of informed slash professional betters who did like the bills, almost everybody else, except for Matthew Friedman, who, uh, you know, tried to convince me on our show on Sunday mornings on at action network HQ before the games that I should be taking the bills. Cause everybody else from a professional perspective seemed to be on the Ravens. And that was the same reason I hated Cleveland. It was just like, it just felt like not fake sharp numbers, but it just felt like the kind of game where like professionals be like, Oh, you're getting a great line here. Well, you're really not. Like you're falling into the trap that the book was laying, but that Bills one was one of those where that wind. Um, I was scared in that first half because every time the Bills play an offense where they they do dink and dunk a little bit, but they want to take deep shots. They, they like to get long touchdowns, and you saw every time Allen went deep, it was like ten yards overthrown or whatever it was, just because the wind was just taking the ball. Everything lined up perfect for Lamar to win that game. And he still couldn't do it. So Ravens fans got to be scared because they know the window here is maybe four more years of what he can do. Like he can't keep running around forever and he has to develop accuracy. And that game, it's crazy. It didn't work out for him. I know uh, our poor friend Stucky lost a ton of money on the Ravens second half. I just took the bills the second half because I thought to myself, they couldn't, they can't play any worse. Like this bills team they should have been down, like you said, 9-6 or 9-3 at half. Both kickers were missing field goals because of the wind. And that when he drove that field and that pick six, man, I mean, I can't even imagine what the, the Richter scale was in Buffalo. But, like, that's one of those moments where, like, Bills fans haven't had a moment like that in, what, 20, 25 years? So it was like I felt that with him because obviously I bet on it and we have these futures. But I was just like, oh, my God, that's that's one of those, like, you tell your grandkids about if they make a run here, like, the Eagles had an interception against the Vikings and Patrick Robinson basically took it back for a pick six. And that's what helped us go to the Super Bowl. Like that guy can, will never pay for a drink in Philadelphia. It's one of those where like the guy just made a legacy. He can do nothing the rest of his career, but Buffalo will remember that pick six. So it was pretty, pretty legendary weekend. I know people complain about the games, but I thought they were good games for the most part. I thought they were outstanding. Can we go back to something for a second? You guys stuck around and laughed at me for 10 minutes. Uh, five minutes, but yeah, Perfect. I mean, it could, it could have been 10 Perfect. minutes, but yeah, we were just laughing the fact that you were like, I don't know, everything I said, you just poo pooed and you're like, no, nah, I like the Ravens, <laughs> Ravens are the good side. So it was just funny because he's a diehard Bills fan, but 
I won't let him off the hook. I am bitter. We should be sitting right now on an investment of that 4200 for a ticket that would have been 37750 if we had just played the Bills for the Super Bowl. It's a little heartbreaking right now. We would, I told you, I'm not the one that makes the content for the show, but that would have been amazing content for the show if we had just done that Futures, man. I don't even remember that conversation. Are you saying that I vetoed taking the 4200 and just putting it all on a Futures team? Even worse, even worse. Matt Mitchell, the Bills fan did. He said he wanted the money. I know. Oh, yeah. I know. Matt it's- Mitchell, jump on the pod and explain yourself. I'm not one to hedge. I don't care for hedging because it's cowardly and goes against everything I stand for as a degenerate. Would not be able to survive. The Bills haven't won the goddamn Super Bowl yet. There's no way I would have survived a Hail Mary at the end of the Colts game. That Ravens second half, which is about to be tied before the Bills ran it back for 101 yards. And then two additional games, each one harder than the one before. So I don't feel a whole lot of regret yet. It would have been gut-wrenching because I'll be honest, and maybe this makes me a bad person, but... No, even knowing we had the futures tickets on the bills, still, I wanted to be right so bad about the Ravens that I was rooting, I was rooting so hard for the Ravens in the second half because I did not want the grief about you saying, I told you so about the Buffalo Bills. And, and by the way, you doing the one tweet that hurts my feelings the most, which is cursed. Well, happy that one fan. He said, should I load up on the bills? And I said, the man is cursed. But no, I, I try to get this through people's heads. It doesn't matter if you have a $100 bet on the bills or 4000 The sweat is exactly the same. So like Matt Mitchell, throw that out, buddy. We, we should have done it. In the, but we'll talk today about all the hedging I did um, Sunday night. But it just would have been legendary if we had that bet. So right now what we have as a little group is we have the bills and the Green Bay both to win and make the Super Bowl 13 to one. So it was like a hundred bucks. Well, it's like a thousand three hundred. So we still have that going in, in our bills future, but yeah, that, that would have been insane. Um, Cause right now I gave, I don't know if you guys remember this either. Uh, I gave out the bills right after the Cardinals lost that hell Mary. And I just said that I liked, I thought that the way they play, I could see them being able to take it to the chiefs. Like they would have a good matchup with the chiefs if they could make it. So I played that at 15 to one and then 13 to one. So I do have a couple, a couple of futures here on the bills. That's what we'll talk about, about the hedging, but yeah, we're, we're all in right now as bills mafia. You know what I mean? The bills make me want to kick your heels up and shout. throw your hands up and shout. throw your head back and shout. come on now. The bills are making it happen now. Stand up now. Come on and shout. I am all in. And look, if Patrick Mahomes is playing, if he's not playing, two totally different things, we're going to talk about that. By the way, you can track all the up-to-date information, actionnetwork.com. We've got a Patrick Mahomes tracker going. Literally every single thing said about Mahomes and the speculation, we are keeping a file on it just so everyone is aware because it does have massive, massive implications on the betting markets. It was super exciting Sunday night. We did a show, Action Network. Simon tried to get on, but he was having technical issues. It was me. It was Stucky. It was Chris Raybon, Matthew Friedman, Sean Corner. And um, we were looking at the lines as they opened instant reacts for the conference title games. And we're gonna, we'll get to the Chiefs' uh, bills in a second. That game opened at Bills minus one. Then it moved up to, 
to Chiefs minus two and a half. The total was 55. While we were on the show, I assume it was us moving lines because who else could it be? Because we are that good. Uh, we were saying, if you want the Chiefs, take the Chiefs right now. The Chiefs moved up to three and a half. We were saying, if you like the total, take the under right now. And it went down to 54. So Simon, we'll certainly get into all that and the repercussions, but that's going to be the marquee matchup, which is crazy, which is saying something considering we've got Tom Brady as a, what is he right now? A three and a half point dog on the road at Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. The total is 51. Wowzer, you're, give me your first instinct. You, you saw this line get posted, posted, I think at four, immediately got that down. Give me your take, your first reaction on this game. First instinct, uh, pound Green Bay. I was just I, – Wow. Because I, I just knew the public's going to love the Brady story. And the fact that they're a dog – I thought the value was good at four and four and uh, three and a half. But now that it's down to three, you're kind of lo- you're kind of losing here with the Bucks. But – if you dive into the numbers, the Bucks are the right play here. The the I think statistically, teams that get blown out by a team and then they play them again in the playoffs, it really doesn't fare well for that team. So that Buccaneers game and the Green Bay game, I, I watched that game twice. Um, I watched it yesterday and I watched it again this morning. And I, I really think there's, there's things you can take away from their first matchup, but a lot of things you can't. It's just a snowball game where – they go up 10 nothing. I think, uh, Green Bay, and then it just all went the Buccaneers' way. I think Rodgers threw two picks. They had a couple fumbles. Brady was just on target every time he was throwing deep. My, I think my initial gut here was to take Green Bay is because it's the cold, man. Like, uh, we'll talk about totals and things like that, but this is a week where both these cities, you have to wait on these totals because Kansas City can get a blizzard in a day. We know the deal with Green Bay. It's called the frozen tundra. It could be 20 degrees there for all we know when this game kicks off. And all these things predicate to Green Bay and the under. Green Bay, we know their defense can make stops. Where I talked last week, this New Orleans defense, they really can't, they really couldn't make stops. So we knew the Bucs were going to put up points. Where we've seen a play out here with Green Bay. They have a defense that can make big plays. And it's going to be such an interesting matchup where Exactly what you said. I know everyone's looking at this Chiefs and Bills game is the marquee matchup. I just love this game more because these are two quarterbacks that have been in our lives now for going on 20 years with Brady and going on 15 years with Rodgers. So it's just one of these relationships where it's like it it was painful watching Breeze in that game because we all know what Breeze is. Breeze is a first battle Hall of Famer. Guy can't miss. I mean, he is one of the best arms ever in the league. And you just saw his age catch up, catch up to him in that game. He could not get the ball 10 yards downfield. And we're looking at Brady, who's reversed age. He's Benjamin Button. And I think I just have to play the numbers and trust that an old QB going from Florida playing Green Bay, how do you not take Green Bay at three? The number is now – the number is the value is on Green Bay because I had this number at three. So – Three and a half, I'd be t- sitting here telling people to take the Buccaneers. So I know it sounds kind of stupid, but you're just playing the value number. Same reason last week we talked late Sunday night and you said, are you taking the Buccaneers here? Just value of something you saw. And I said, it's just pure value. Like you can't get all the my data in in just one night right after the games. It was just pure value play. The Buccaneers were plus four against the Saints. I said that number should have been three. And then the late movement in that game was all about Tyson Hill uh, Murray being out. That's why that number dropped because that is – you can say whatever you want about Hill, Tyson Hill for uh, 
the Saints. But that guy, every time he runs it, he gets like seven yards at a time. He, he was a big player for the Saints there. And you saw that really hurt them in that game where they couldn't put the game away. They were up 20 to 13 and they couldn't put the game away. So this is another game where I think it's going to settle now at three, just like this Bills and Chiefs game has been fluctuating from three to two and a half. It's just one of those where the books are just taking feelers because the most you can bet right now, these books is a grand. Like they're not taking big bets. They're just putting out, letting people put out feelers and just seeing how they can move the number to get the most action. All right, a couple of things. Number one, <clears throat> I forgot when we transitioned to the games to mention that we still have to do the big balls bet of the week. We got to do our foxhole bet, which is a bet that like everybody in the world hates except for us. And we got to get into the hornet's nest. You and I, companions in the hornet's nest, unattractive bet. Um, last week, our big balls bet of the week was Chiefs minus 10. We still bet our Chiefs minus eight. Didn't work out for us. Boo-hoo. Also, um, at the end of this segment, uh, <clears throat> people should send their questions. They can send them to directly to me, at Shad Millman on Twitter. Send them directly to Simon, at Simon Hunter Tan on Twitter. Send them to at the Favorites Pod. Um, if you have questions, because we have a couple weeks before the Super Bowl after this, Simon will answer any of them. I will answer any of them. Think of it as an AMA podcast version because um, I get questions all the time and I'm going to ask one of Simon at the end of the show just about being a professional better and sort of that lifestyle. So please send them in. Um, you can also email matt.mitchell at actionnetwork.com um, as well uh, with whatever question you have and we'll answer as many as we get or we'll answer four or five, we'll answer two, whatever it is. Do we feel like the Packers bet at minus three? Because I want to be very clear about something before I ask that question. When we started this conversation, it sounded like you were going to be on the Bucs. sounded like you love the Packers emotionally. You want to be on the Bucs because of the number. And then you sort of walked us through that the Bucs were the right side at four and three and a half. Now, if it's Packers minus three, you're going to be on the Packers. That's clear. Is this a big balls bet of the week? Is this a hornet's nest? Is this a foxhole bet? They, none of them feel like they apply to this bet. And before I answer that, anyone that's DMing me, I'm not checking any DMs until after the Super Bowl. I apologize. I just can't do it. I answered like 5,000 DMs right before uh, Christmas as a Christmas gift. I just can't do it, man. It's too much. It's too much. Uh, it's too much like pressure questions. Like people are like asking me like serious stuff about like what to do with their money and different things like that. I can't answer that stuff, man. Like, I, I don't want to tell you what to do with your money. Uh, but yeah, getting back to the big balls by the week. By the uh, way, by the way, who are you, fucking LeBron James? Like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't check DMs during the playoffs. That's what's what I do. I'll screenshot a text, a uh, photo of my text message chat. I got a thousand unread, unread text messages, bro. That's how I am. I just, I like, I'll try to be nice and get to people. Like, I am humble, but it's like too much, bro. It's way, way too many questions, especially when. If I answer a person a question, they hit me with another two paragraphs. What am I doing here, buddy? Like, I don't have all the answers, but yeah. For, I get it. Uh, I get it. I'm kidding with you. Simon Hunter, professional coward. But I will get to him in the offseason. Like, that I promise. Like, I'll have a ton of downtime. Like, I do want to help people. And people have questions about how to build their system. I'm here to help, man, because that's my whole goal of this show is just to make the public better, smarter. And I want to come off as, like, now that, I have whatever it is, 7,000 followers. I'm too big for it. Like, that's nothing. Like, that's that's little droplets in the ocean. But 
I just want people to know that it's just too, it's too much for just a normal person to try to get back to all of it at once. But I do, I do try to get back to people and give advice either, even if they're giving, being terribly mean to me or you, I still reply to them just cause I don't care. I really don't. But, uh, it's, uh, it's, this is, this week's gonna be tough with our three picks. I mean, I guess we can do big balls better the week here in green Bay because it doesn't feel like it takes big balls, but like it, you're going to feel comfortable taking the points with Brady. Like that's what felt so nice last week is we had the points with Brady. Like I never really was worried about the three and a half or the three, whatever number you got. Um, but I just feel the same way about green Bay. It's like Aaron Rodgers at home minus three. He's Owen three in his last uh, three trips to the NFC championship game. It just feels like he's due and it feels like the Buccaneers are a year away. Like this is like the kind of thing where Green Bay last year, they went to the 49ers and they got smacked around. And now look at them this year. They're hosting the game. I feel like that'll be the Bucks next year. Like he'll have another year of Brady getting into a groove with his teammates and everything like that. And I just think this isn't the year for them. So I do have a huge futures on the Buccaneers. And obviously like I'm, I hedge that, but just what I'm going to bet this week, I'm going to be taking uh, Green Bay minus three. <clears throat> I love the Bucks as much as I loved the Ravens last week, but I can't, but I, I get what you're saying. And I liked them at four. I liked them at three and a half. Yeah. At three. I lose, I lose, I lose a little bit of my nerve. Yeah. I, be, I mean, I will get into it with the, the Bills chiefs, but this is just a different situation where both teams are healthy. I mean, I know Antonio Brown might be out for uh, the Buccaneers, which is something to keep your eye on. But this is one of those, man. If 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 we take the three now, and it turns out there's gonna be a blizzard on uh, Sunday, this line's gonna go up because I just don't yeah. think the Buccaneers are built to play in weather like that. Where Green Bay, their offensive scheme is based around the run. They have a three-headed monster in the running back. So I, I just everything's skewing right now towards Green Bay. So here, as we sit on Tuesday, I love Green Bay. I love Green Bay. Bum, bum. It's like a uh, little Randy Newman, little Randy Newman for you. What about the total totals at what? 51. Yeah. 50 and a half, 51. Uh, again, when open I opened to 52 and that, and I was on the over right there. Cause I, I just gut feeling was these are two high powered offenses that can score. But then I checked like the weather report and I've checked it again today and it's just supposed to be really cold and there's a chance of snow. So we might be in the same situation. I know it's totally different quarterbacks who are way better, obviously, than Josh and Lamar Miller, uh, uh, Lamar Jackson. But it just feels like it could be one of these games where if it's windy, it's cold, it just skews towards the under. So I would tell people to hold off on betting this total because even if it drops, the lowest it's going to go is 48. I can't see it getting below that with the books because that would be too much of a middle for them to handle. So I think you're, you're fine just waiting here. I, I wouldn't take it, but I, I do lean the over. All right, let's get to the next game because I guess we're deciding that that the Packers minus three is our big balls bet of the week in the face of overwhelming uh, public sentiment. Let me put in my glasses here and check. I'm looking at the app right now. 56% of the bets and 60% of the money are on Green Bay. So, Simon, this isn't a big balls bet because we're betting with the money and the public. Yeah, I mean... Who's to say that's not sharp money? So, I, mean, I, I get it. You're saying it's, it's not big balls. So you can make a fox wolf that makes you feel better. Actually, this is a hornet's nest. You know why? Because it is an impossible game to understand. 
I'm walking into a fucking hornet's nest, all right? Now be my companion. Because of everything you said, Tom Brady in the cold doesn't worry me. Bucks have a great defense. Packers defense isn't as good. You're ultimately betting on Aaron Rodgers in this game. If you decide you like the Packers, you're only betting on Aaron Rodgers. And that's a hornet's nest, man. It is a hornet's nest to walk in and be betting on one player. And, and that's what I'm trying to get into people in the playoffs. Like I had my, my huge edges during the regular season. I'm trying, that's how I've been trying to break it down to people. Playoffs is true luck. It's, it's a really small sample where weird things are going to happen in all these games. Did anyone see a 17, 13, uh, 17 to three final in that bills Ravens game? No one saw that coming. Did anyone see uh, the chiefs being up big and then Mahomes getting knocked out and a, a real sweat there. I mean, Henny, I don't even want to tell you how much money I had on like, I, cause I told you I do these money line parlays. I had so much money tied into the chiefs money line. Cause I just said, there was no way they were losing their Browns in that game. And Oh man, like that panic to grab the plus eight plus nine of Cleveland when my homes went down, it was like the fear of all fears. And like, just, I was just, I'm out. I'm, I'm getting out of this bet. And luckily, the middle hit, like the, the finish at five. So all your teasers, anything you did with the Chiefs, their money lines, everything came through. And if you took the plus nine with Cleveland, it came through. So I don't know how the books did, but I, I bet by professionals, they got slaughtered, especially the online. Like in New Jersey, we have like 25 online books. It's just it's just such a huge advantage where I saw there was a tweet. Um, it might have been BetMGM that their volume pregame was lower than it was at the instant Mahomes went down. They took more bets live than they did before the game started. So that, that's like really interesting aspect of this is that people are just sitting on their couch and they see Mahomes go down. They just fire 20 away on the yeah. Browns and it worked out for them. So it was one of those, the books got caught quick because I know they moved the line down to six. They moved it down to seven, but it ended, like we said, it ended at five. So it was definitely an interesting week with that. And that's another one of those where I, I know it's, it's, it's weird to do, but you just have to really trust your gut here in the playoffs because I, I have an advantage, of course. I have a system that's giving me good data that I trust. But there's just so much unknown and weirdness and just a one-game, winner-take-all kind of thing. So, yeah, we, we talked about it. We love Green Bay. Anyone out there that likes the Bucks, you want to keep riding the Tom Brady train, there are millions of numbers that are going to back up that feeling for you. Like, the trends are all pointing, pointing towards the Buccaneers. So, again, we're uh, – we're making our our, uh, our uh, hornet's nest bet, but it's it's definitely one of those where we're gonna have other companions with us, Chad. But it's gonna be one of those where you're just gonna have people on both sides all week. It's just gonna be split right down the middle. Totally true. All right, let's talk about this Bill Chiefs game for a second. As you as you look at this as a professional better, how do you contemplate when a player like Patrick Mahomes and his his status is uncertain? How do you thread that needle between? getting the best of the number and getting the market, getting an edge on the market. So Chad wants clicks for his uh, Patrick Mahomes updater. I can update everyone right now. The, the word is in he's playing, but like the guys knew Sunday night that he was going to play. It basically came out. Um, he got tackled around his neck. And if, if you at all faint or fall down to the ground or stumble, you're automatically out of the game. That's like the pretty much the concussion rule. Even if you don't have a concussion, you're out of the game. Mahomes didn't have a concussion. Anyone that's played football, you've been tackled. Like, even if you're playing in the backyard, I've been tackled around my neck. You get whiplash. You're knocked out for about like two seconds. Like, you're Adam's out wherever. He, the guy grabbed him and grabbed him to the ground that way. So, 
I, I took the Chiefs right away to pick just to hedge these Buffalo bets I have. And now that the, the game is settled, I have to take the Bills. Uh, I know it's at plus three. It's down to plus two. This is a coin flip game. The, the Chiefs, they haven't looked right in a long time, but they have just been winning. So I'm going to lean towards them where I like, I like the Chiefs. If this number does go back down to a pick, even though Mahomes is back, I don't think it will. I think it's going to stay at this number. Yeah, a, a value for me is on the Bills, but I just I, – I, it's hard to tell people that this is going to be an easy one because the Bills haven't played great. They had a lot of things last week where they didn't look right, but it was just one of those where that was just weather. I, I just think in a, a passing offense and the elements like that, that was just too much for Josh Allen. He really didn't – he didn't do terrible. I think he had like 200 yards passing, which is the same as Brady. He managed the game. But it was just one of those where you kind of throw out. And when I'm looking at two these two teams and offenses that can strike at any moment, how do you have, how, how do you have a, a read on this game where you can just say, well – the Chiefs will have the possession last, so they're going to win it. It's whoever – it feels like whoever has the, the ball last is going to win this game, either by field goal or touchdown. And if I'm getting the points with the Bills and that's extra value on the money line, that's the side I'll go to. So for this week, this has to be our big ball is better than the week because we're literally taking a, a road team against the Chiefs at home and Patrick Mahomes. So definitely big ball is better than the week here is Bills. Big balls, bet of the week. We're taking the Buffalo Bills, ladies and gents, and we are taking them plus three. They're currently plus three. Our friends that sponsored us in the, the tournament, DraftKings, they're down to plus two and a half. You're right. They're down to two and a half, but I do see at other books. I see it at FanDuel. I see it at PointsBet. I'm using the Action Network app, and the beauty of the Action Network app is I can get the odds from every book. Yeah, and like people were complaining. I, I gave out – you gave out – uh the bucks plus two and a half. I just gave out their money line and people were saying, why don't you guys just go out plus three? There's plus threes out there. I'm just giving out DraftKings number. And if that's the worst number out there, I'm going to give it out anyway, just because that's who semi sponsors our show. So that was, that was the reason why people are complaining. They're saying, why don't you guys just give out plus three plus three, is such a key number. I, I just gave out the money line. Cause at that point, plus two and a half, it, and it rarely will a playoff game land on two. Like this isn't one of those kind of situations. So I just gave out the money line, but yeah, shop around this week. Cause like you just said, there's going to be books that still have three and a half for the Buccaneers. You don't have to take just the three with green Bay here. So that's, 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 that's what's another great thing about the action app. Exactly what you just said, shopping around. There's, there's plenty of different odds at different books. And depending on the state you live in, you have 20 different books to pick from. So. All right. So it's, it sounds to me like if I can summarize here, you like the chiefs that you liked the chiefs at pick, you feel like, in a heads-up scenario, they're probably the right side to, as the team to win, but it's close enough in your power ratings that the Bills at plus three as a dog is where you see the value. Yeah, that's what was so hard about it. Is like when I first saw this line come up, I go, well, they, they must know Mahomes will be back because without Mahomes, this line's easily minus six for the Bills. I don't know if anyone watched it, but I did because I had so much money on the Chargers in the final week of the year. Chad Henney was a starting quarterback for the Chiefs. This guy cannot read defenses. Everyone saw that interception he had in the Browns end zone. Who, who was that too? He, he literally was throwing it right to the safety. So, yeah, if it was Chad Henney, I was, oh my God, yeah. We, I would not be hedging this, these, this Bill's futures. But I just got word Sunday night that I was going to be Mahomes. And the more I read on Monday, it just sounds like he's locked in. Like, 
the the only worry you're going to have Mahomes this week is supposedly he's got a messed up foot. If that's real, that's a big deal because the reason he's such a freak is his mobility in the pocket, and he can scramble at any time, pick up those 10 yards when the defense drops back. So if we got an injured Mahomes and it does come out that they're limiting him because of his foot, yeah, uh, that's that's a real big deal, um, especially for this Chiefs offense. So for all these things I'm telling people, this is why I like the Bills. But again, trust your gut. Like we're me and Chad just said, it's a big balls better the week. We're going against Mahomes at home in the AFC Championship game. Like this isn't an easy pick here, but it's one of those where it just feels like it's a smart side because we're getting the good value on the number. Just watch it happen now. With the total here, it's it's been interesting hearing from different people about this total because I'm like most people. I, I look at these two offenses and I just think points like these guys are going to be throwing it. They're going to be scoring. But when you take a step back and you look at the way they played and how they played early in the year, they ran the, when the, the Chiefs play. I know it was a bad weather game. They just ran it down the Bills throat. Uh, they ball control. Clyde Edwards Hilaire had a career day. I think he rushed for like 130 and he really dominated the Bills defense. And you fast forward to now the Bills defense, I told you last week, I thought their linebackers had looked better and they played better against the Ravens. And I think they've been improving to the point now where I trust them here. And I think that they can really take that aspect away from the chiefs. The chiefs won't be able to ball control it. So another game where I'll tell people to wait, wait on the weather, but right now I'm leaning towards the under, but, uh, it's going to be interesting seeing what the money comes. I think whatever it opened at, it bumped up, right? I think it went up two points. It opened maybe at 51, 52, and now it's up to 53, 54. So it, I saw it open at 55 and get bet down to 54. Okay. Okay. So that makes more sense. So it, it, it was like whatever it opened, I just took the under just thinking to myself, just like we did with uh, the Chiefs and the Browns, it's just a lot of points in a playoff game where field goals are more likely to happen. Guys just get tight in the red zone. And this will be the same thing where if, like we just talked about, uh, I just don't know what the deal is with Mahomes' foot. And this is a high total. If he was fully healthy, of course, this would be a fun over because both these teams can score. But if I'm back in the Bills and I think Mahomes isn't right, the Bills in the under is the play here. So if you want to make that our uh, foxhole bet the under here, there's definitely not going to be many of us in this whole fighting. I feel like it's going to be a wise guy play. So I'm down with it. Like if we got to choose one, then I think we go with this as the foxhole because most people will want to bet on the over if it's a chiefs game, basically. Let's climb down into the foxhole. Right. I gave out like three teasers on Twitter and it was just a magical weekend, especially if you go against Wong, who Wong says never, te- never tease through zero. I always tease through zero because I don't care. If I get three and a half or four and a half with a, a, a team that's favorite, I just feel better about it. I know I'm giving up a point of value, but I just love those key numbers where I just thought that Ravens game, if they did beat the Bills, they were going to beat them by three. It was just going to be like a close game where Justin Tucker hits a field goal and that's how they win. And I gave them my three best, but I honestly think I was like 35 and 0 or whatever it was because like I took the under in that Rams Green Bay game. The teaser hit it by one. So like that under cash. I took, um, the over in a teaser in that uh, Saints and Bucks game, 
the the over under just straight up missed by two points. But if you took yeah. the teaser, the over hit and the under hit. So that's one of these things where I, I try to tell people the teasers are fun in the playoffs just because the books are so sharp at this point, especially with the totals. This week for teasers, it's going to be a little different where if if this does get down to two and a half like it is right now, it's hard not to take the Chiefs at home plus three and a half. With the Buccaneers or Green Bay, if that, again, it gets down to two and a half, if I'm getting Green Bay at three and a half at home, that's another one I'd have to tease just because those are such key numbers and you're getting home dogs now in the playoffs. So it's definitely one of those weeks where I'm going to hold off on it because I, I, like I, I keep hammering home the weather thing. It's just such a big deal here in late January, especially in cities like this. You have to be on top of the weather because just like we saw in that Bills and Ravens game, that, that over-under was 49. They got the 20 points. These are things you have to be on top on. Like that, that was a that was a rare rare game where it was like the minute that game started and Tucker missed that field goal, you were like, okay, this is an under. Like that wind, you saw the flags just whipping. That's what you're looking for. Those are like the dreams as a pro. Better. It's like a no sweat, twenty nine point cushion on an under. That's doesn't get much better than that. So for all these games we're giving out, I, I just want people to hold off on the lines because most of the value is already gone. Yeah, if you like the Bucks three and a half, that three and a half's out there. Take the three and a half. But for me, I would just keep holding off because you missed most of the value early on here. All right, so here's what we got. Our hornet's nest is Green Bay minus three. Our big balls is Bills plus three. Foxhole is the under 54. Here is a question from a user that I want you to answer. Can Simon expand on being a pro? particularly about scale of bets. And I apologize, <clears throat> this user sent this in and I completely misplaced the name of the person. Can Simon expand on taking shots? How does he decide to take his shot and put 15K in a game versus 1500? How do you decide you're going to move up in stakes like a poker player? Uh, when do you take shots and how do you spot them? Basically, that's it. Yeah, uh, we actually did a show. I forget when we did it, but it was basically just breaking down just like little tips and tricks I live by to be a pro and things that people have passed along to me. I think we did in like the summer or something, but did. you're absolutely right for this question. I, I talked about how I, there's only, I maybe make three to four to five really big bets in a season. When I do these kind of bets, it's situational. Like there's sometimes I'll make huge bets and it'll be like, I'll money line the chiefs with green Bay during the regular season. It might be minus minus one twenty, And I don't care. Cause I just know that both these guys are going to win. And there'll be other times where like the Rams and the Jets game where that line got up to 17 and a half and I had it at 13. So when I'm using my system, it's telling me I'm getting four points of data. And then I see the sportsbooks tweet out that 97% of the dollar is on the Rams and the spread. When these kind of things line up, it's, it's one of those where you just have to go all in because it depends. I get, it's hard to break down how much I have out in a week. Like, uh, a normal regular season week, it might be like 100K. Like I'll bet, I don't know, maybe 35,000 early in the week. And then I'll bet another 20,000 uh, by Thursday. And then come Saturday morning, Sunday morning, I might finish up and do another 40,000. So it's one of those where I don't want to have too much early exposure. And in the COVID season, it was, a, it was really different for me where I was mainly doing teasers and things like that early in the week because I was just so scared of all everything that would happen later on the week where all of a sudden the star running back, star quarterback, whoever might get COVID head coaches, whoever it was kind of different this year. When in a normal season, I might be getting down like 40% of my bankroll on Monday or Tuesday early in the week, because I'll see a line and I'll just know other sharps are going to hit it. 
that it's a bad line. And even if the public's coming on the other side, I just know that pros are going to take that number. For this guy, for these big bets, it's hard to say, man, because I, like I had, you're going to get humbled. Like it's not going to work out. Like this year I had a great year. I went three and one. That means on one of those weekends, the weekend I lost, I lost half of people's bankrolls. Like that was one of my big double ups, right? Take, tell people whatever you've made this year, take half of it and you bet on this game. That hurts, man. It's like, a, it's a hard week. Even if I go five and zero oh on the show and I lose that one bet with my clients, like it's, it's hard, but it's one of those where you just, you just move past it. Cause you just know you're just going to keep fired. Like, that's why I might like get upset and I'll be, I'll be hurt about a loss, but I won't tweet about it. Or I won't bitch and moan about it because you just, as a pro, it's just another day at the office. You kind of get numb to it and you got, you also get numb to the wins, which kind of sounds sad, but it's the truth. Like, I got more joy from us cashing in the money than I did winning six figures in my survivor pool. Like the survivor pool win was cool, but it's just me and four other guys that won that. Like that's what I'm saying. I mean, instead of with the fans, like it's cool to celebrate with them. So that's like the different thing with this where, yeah, I hate the negative stuff and like having a bad loss or like last week going, whatever it was one in five against the spread. Yeah, man, that's a, uh, that's a tough pill to swallow, especially with some like guys on Twitter, just dumping on you. But as a pro, I don't really worry about it too much because if you do it long enough, you win. And that's the thing where me, it's like last week I did bad. This week I went 4-0 on my money line bets. Like every team I bet on, their money lines came through. All my teasers came through. I didn't do great straight up, but it's like I don't I didn't have that much exposure straight up because I just felt safer on the tease numbers. So it is one of those where it's it's tough to navigate. My advice to him would be you keep your day job. You, you there's like I, I joke with you all the time I've lived in Jersey now for three years and I've met maybe 10 other pros and they're just smart as shit and like they're just locked on their computers like when I'm in Vegas the pros I meet are in their mid-60s with a big ass belly it's just different the new wave of pro betters is very different than the old wave where the old wave was they just saw spots and they knew they just knew things or they heard things and that's how they bet where the new age now is just all about data, trusting that data and building a system and playing off that. So for him, I would say like you bet whatever you're comfortable with. You're whatever you're, I don't do units, so that's tough to say, but it's like you have to take these risks because if you just do these one units all season, what are you doing here? If you're trying to build a bankroll, you have to take risks. But I, I try to really instill people in here. If you bet ugly, you're going to win money. Like that's the book. They win money off ugly teams. They don't win money off the Chiefs. They don't win money off Green Bay. They win it off ugly teams. So keep doing what you're doing. Listen to this kind of show, other football shows, other gambling shows. Most normal pros are good dudes who want to help other dudes, like other professionals. It's not like on Twitter where it's just like bad blood and people are like, oh, this guy had this team. What an idiot. Like, how can you take the Rams against Green Bay and the spread? Like all these things. It's it's just not like that in the world where, where there's just only a few of us. So like if I'm reading stuff bad, these guys always reach out, especially the ones that listen to the show. And like, that's what I love about the community is that we're all in it together. You're not against other betters. I know you guys just did a sale on your app. It was $20 for whatever it was, the season or whatever it was. How do you how, how do you not just pay that? You're, you're literally paying for a service that's going to tell you what side the public's on. And for me, matching up against the public is such a key thing in my job where if I really like a game and the, and the, the public's heavy on the other side, I just keep loading up, especially when the line moves towards what I like. It, that's the best feeling in the world. So I don't, I, I can't tell people what to do with other sports because football is my specialty. Like, I don't know what it's like in the NBA with the public and things like that. But I just know in the NFL, the book is just so smart at making these lines because this is their biggest exposure. Everyone in the world bets football in America. Like this is, 
in America, this is our biggest thing to bet on. And I would tell people the longer I do it, the more I realize that the best thing ever happened was the legalization of gambling. Like this year was a year of the dog. And I probably most games got an extra plus 100, 150 on these dogs just because the public would come in so heavy on the favorites. So for my advice to these people is just to learn to bet ugly and just to really every day just wake up and check the lines. And then before the game start, check the lines again. And if you see, like I keep saying, all the money coming outside and the line didn't move and it's a home dog and people keep taking the other side, take that home dog and sprinkle it on the money line. Like that's how you build a bankroll. And if you like doing these crazy parlays, keep doing them, but do it for one-tenth of a normal bet. Bet very small in these parlays because I like parlays too. It's fun having action on all the games, but no one wins long-term betting parlays. Like the way you win long-term is what I just told people. You have to load up on certain games at certain spots because I talked about in our first podcast, buddy, you have all the power. No one's making you bet. Like if you have an itch and you always need it scratched, you always need to have action on a game, make $1 bets. Like it really doesn't matter because like you're not – you're not betting to win actual money. You're betting just to scratch an itch. Like you're not putting any work or thought into your bet. You're just saying, oh, I like this side. I'll just bet whatever. I might come on on here all happy dory, but like I'm betting really big money on some of these games. And when like I lose, it, it's real money. And it really hurts because it's a lot of money. But like I keep telling you, buddy, the professional way is like you just have to get over that stuff and move on. So the longer you do it, it's like muscle memory and the smarter you get with money management, it's just such an easy thing to make money at once you get smart and have self-control. You've made your point. It would be, I think, seemly if the honorable gentleman speedily brought his speech to a conclusion. So I know it's a long-winded answer to the guy, but it's tough to say when to tell the kid to take a risk. But those are the things I look for when I do take big risk. You know what it comes down to? A wise man, a very wise man. You could say he's got away with words. Chad Millman is proud of himself. You could say he's a seven-time author. Chad Millman wrote a book. You oh, could wow. say he's a four-time best-selling author. Oh, wow. You could say his name begins with Chad and ends with Millman. Chad Millman got something right. Uh, gross bets equal... Gross profits. Amen. Let's give away some money, Simon. Let, that was a great it. answer. Uh, and people appreciate it. And there's the sincerity and honesty in that. Like, I know you came on the podcast specifically to sort of start educating people and make them understand like how betters think about these games. And, and that's sort of key. The idea of tracking data, tracking lines, betting against the public. Those are things that we've talked a lot about at the Action Network. And certainly I'm glad to see you sort of bringing those home to roost in a really tangible way. We are doing another Phrase That Pays contest. The winner earns $100 for every win Simon and I have this week. Action Network will match that number with a donation to the winner's favorite charity. To be eligible, go follow at the favorites pod. Go follow it. Tag us and use the phrase Simon says, stand back up. Matt Mitchell, producer extraordinaire, will sift through the submissions and randomly choose the winner. The winner of last week's contest, winning $200 because we went two and three, Keith Schultz at KW Schultz. I hope you're listening, buddy. Reach out to matt.mitchell at actionnetwork.com. At the favorites pod, the player that broke my heart. Remember, this was a give us the name of the wildcard player that broke your heart. The player that broke my heart was Taylor Heineke. He was playing all out balls 
to the wall. And I would have loved to have bet on him this week. Also, I got on Washington at plus seven and a half. Mm. Keith, hopefully this is the tiger balm to your heartbreak. You just won $200. And so did the charity of your choice. Simon, that's our podcast. Reminder, we are on the Green Bay Packers minus three, Hornets Nest bet. Our big balls, Bills plus three. Our foxhole, under 54 Chiefs Bills. Track everything in the Action Network at. Follow at Simon Hunter. I am Chad Millman. He is Simon Hunter. This has been the Favorites Podcast. Download from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Love you.